Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Adam Turnoff does it all for Right Angle Sports. On Twitter at Adam Turnoff. Make sure you subscribe to the Simple Handicap. Uh, it is absolutely must-listen stuff. Hoping that the wins come as easy as the love. He joins us now. Adam, what's going on, man? Uh, there's no better intro track to come into a segment. Brad, behind the scenes, how's it going on? That's right. <laughs> Shout out to him. Here on a Wednesday afternoon. That is exactly right. All right, let's just go ahead and dive right into, I guess this is technically the halfway point. Uh, of the NFL season. I want to get into uh, some interesting releases that you guys have sent. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. You guys sent out Dallas minus 5.5. That's still uh, sitting there at minus 6.5 for the most part uh, out there in terms of widely available. What is it about this matchup that uh, draws you to the Dallas Cowboys at this number? Rams really struggling to deal with pressure, specifically Stafford, too. Uh, He used to be terrific, thinking back to his time in Detroit, against dealing with pressure. Now with the Rams this season, I tell you, it's been just a much different story. Cowboys can absolutely manufacture some pressure up front. Don't need to bring extra guys to do it. I think that's more than enough to slow down this Rams passing game, which McVay has been putting the governor on a little bit, running the football a lot more than he has in the first four weeks, the last couple of games as well. And on the other side, I think this is a spot where the Rams defense, how poor it's been, has been a little bit hidden by the way that some of these games have played out for them. I think the Cowboys can open it up. As troublesome as Mike McCarthy's play calling has been at times, I think this is a spot where the Cowboys hang a big number uh, at home wow. against the Rams. Uh, we see them cover. So six and a half, not really a key number, right? I mean, you still are capturing that inside a touchdown. So if you missed five and a half, I mean, it's six and a half for our, for our audience here. Still, obviously not as strong because you missed six, but I don't, I, you know, it's it's not that key of a number. Would you say six and a half still okay for our audience with Dallas? I would say you can do one of two things. Um, you can wait a little bit. Uh, you might see a six come back. I I don't think we're going to get to seven just because of how much intrigue there has been um, for the Rams specifically. So you can do that and you can wait and try to get a six, try to take over six and a half. Or you could look at the Cowboys team total over 27 and a half points gotcha. um, just based within the handicap. I think they score a lot. So that would be another way okay. to look at it. So. Okay. 
Um, just wait and see. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, before we brought you on, uh, you, you just you really wowed my my partner last week when he when he was drawn to the under. Tell him I was bragging on him. Huh? Yeah, and he was he was just amazed that you you tried to talk him off, and you did. You were successful in talking him off of that. Uh, before you came on today, he was also remarking that Houston is about to get win number four, and what is going to surprise him, Adam, is that you may disagree. I disagree all the way with that one. Um, we are in a we are in a midseason. Well, hold on, what the under last week? Remind me which yeah, under it was. It, John didn't fully explain it, so it was Cleveland, Indianapolis, and I asked you. I said, "Look, right. I think this is going to be two backup quarterbacks." We know Deshaun ended up playing, and I said, "The under here is screaming at me, right? Because Cleveland's defense is so good." And you you gave me that. And it was it backed me off, and then I look up on Sunday, and it was seventy something points scored. So I was just <laughs> okay, speaking okay. to your genius beforehand. And yes, in this, I am like last week surprised that you would you're going Carolina here. Is that what John is telling me? All right, I'll give you the uh, again here on the Texans. Okay. I'll I'll slow everything down here. Thank you. We're in a midseason reset for the Panthers. They're coming out of the bye. But here's what everybody needs to know before you sit down and watch this game. Thomas Brown is the offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. He has sort of grown up, so to speak, within the NFL with Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams uh, with Jared Goff, that Super Bowl run. Like this, he comes from that coaching style. He is now taking over play calling for the Carolina Panthers. The difference in my expectations of play calling with Thomas Brown versus play calling with Frank Reich could not be further apart. It is night and day what you are going to see. Now, I'm not advocating that the Panthers are going to jump and be like an above-average team, but I think that we are going to see them look a lot more like Team 20 or 21 in the NFL rather than dead last Team 32. I think it's a big bump up. It's a reset spot. It's everybody buying into the new offensive coordinator and play caller that they love this is going to be a different-looking Panthers team. They're getting three points. You can still bet that right now today. I uh, like the Panthers this week. I uh, also like them to pull the upset here, the Texans. Wow. Yeah, and, and also, like, I think wow. what, people have to, what people have to, you know, catch up to speed yeah. on is that, you know, you've previously been able to back Houston, you know, as a dog, right, as a, as a, as a home That's dog, right. and, and now, you're, now you're having to lay three points of chalk on the road. You know, like there is a huge difference in it, right? Just in terms of the decision well, to do that. Yeah, absolutely. We a big thing to think about when you're betting is roles of teams, right? And so you take a team like the Houston Texans; they've been good as an underdog. They've been an underdog all season long. Right. They've covered four of their six games. A lot of those games where they've had the big performances at home versus Pittsburgh, at home versus the Saints, mm-hmm. right? It's been at home in comfortable spots. Now it's the role change. They're laying points on the road. Yep. It's just a much different dynamic. I don't think the Texans fit that well, and there's a lot of upside in Carolina uh, this week with the play caller change. We're talking to Adam Turnoff of Right Angle Sports. Got to say, it is the most disgusting release of the season, but I, I bet it. 
Okay, I did. I bet it. But it is the most disgusting release of the season, considering that Carolina has not covered any number at all this year. I am hoping that uh, Thomas Brown makes the difference that that you all believe he will. All right, a couple other games uh, I do want to get your opinion on. I want to go to Monday night. Uh, We have Detroit taking on the Raiders. Detroit coming off of an embarrassing loss to Baltimore. You gave that out on the show last week, Baltimore minus three. Hope you took uh, Adam's advice there. That was a sweat-free winner, my favorites. Uh, And, of course, the Raiders coming off of an equally embarrassing loss at the hands of uh, Tyson Badgett in Chicago. Bajent. Bajent, sorry. I I keep getting it wrong. Eventually I'll get it right. Um, When you have two spots like this, both teams coming off of embarrassing losses and the number being so high. Is there is there an angle you like to attack a little bit more? Like, just what do you make of the spot? I know it's eight and a half now. Uh, is this a, a, a spot where Detroit shows, hey, we're miles better, and we're gonna? This is the antidote for us. Like, what do you just sort of expect from a handicap perspective in this game? Well, well, guys, we just talked about the role change for Houston, right? They go from a dog all season to now laying points on the road. The Lions are very much kind of bouncing between roles all season two. Last year, they were a dog uh, 15 of 16 weeks uh, before they ended the season in that Packers game, right? So we know the Lions as this feisty underdog. This season, we've seen them installed as a big favorite twice. I say big favorite, touchdown or more. The market wanted no part of them either week. One game they lost at home in overtime to Seattle. The other team they beat up on the aforementioned Carolina Panthers like everyone else has in the season so far. And so this is a bit of a weird scenario where you're seeing the Lions lay, at some places, nine points. It's just a much different role for them to be in. For the Raiders, on the other hand, pretty familiar, right? We're kind of used to this, <laughs> seeing them having to play from behind at this spot. I, I hate to pick on uh, Raiders fans here speaking directly to yourself, but um, I, I just think that the way that the Lions season is going, it's very easy schedules. They're kind of now getting priced to the peak of what we would expect to see from them. This is a spot to me where I just I see the Lions defense as just being an incredibly overrated unit. And anytime I'm seeing this big of a number with a defense that I think is overrated, gives me a lot of hesitation to go in and try back it. We don't know who we're getting for the Raiders at quarterback yet. There's no official announcement. Um I would be inclined to look at the Raiders getting nine points. It's not something that I have bet, but it would be the only way that I would look in this game. Interesting. Uh, a couple other games here. This is a this is a big one. Uh, if you have the Falcons over regular season win total, which uh, we certainly do, Falcons on the road here in Nashville against the Titans, two and a half twenty right now as the Titans look like sellers. And you mentioned on the po- podcast this morning, and it, it appears to be true that it will be Will Levis. Um, is is there an angle here with a rookie quarterback? Uh, I know it's on the road in Nashville, but it's not the greatest home field advantage in the NFL by any stretch of the imagination. Is there an angle here with the Falcons? I know they're laying points, and it's hard to back them as a favorite, but what do you just make of that one for the Titans here at home having sold off their best safety? Yeah, it's it's interesting because you have so much familiarity with Arthur Smith coming back. Obviously, Mike Vrabel and him have a very close relationship. They know each other very well. Um, that kind of plays into a big factor of unknown. I think that's why seeing kind of the gamesmanship of saying both quarterbacks will play, just making it harder for Smith to press. I'm, I'm just, I'm really stuck and torn with this because as soon as the number came out, I was like, we got to be betting Atlanta here. I was like, I was trying to advocate for the Falcons, and I was adamantly talked down 
from everyone else on the team saying oh, wow. the Tennessee Titans are easy in this situation. And there was actually a preference within the group where one of my team members preferred the price break in terms of getting two and a half points rather than a pick em if Will Levis was going to be starting. They said they'd rather have that than if somehow Tannehill was able to come back and they were getting the Titans at, at like a pick em. And so I'm really torn. I think the familiarity plays a big role. Something that worries me in looking at trying to bet Atlanta that I've been talked off of, they just they don't get out to big leads ever. They don't extend the scoreboard. And this, to me, just feels like the spot that Rabel is so well known for where he just makes the game really ugly, keeps it tight late into the game, and just kind of does what Rabel does where he's able to sneak out these weird games at home. And it just kind of has the feel of that to me. And so uh, I'm stuck. Uh, I've heard really strong cases for the Titans. I know great sharp professionals are on the Titans. I, I just don't know if I'll get there. How about Bengals Niners, Adam? I'll just ask you how you feeling, which way you land. I think last I looked, San Fran's five and a half point favorites. A big spot for Cincinnati, obviously, in that division. They can't afford to lose with everybody. They're looking up at everybody else. And for the Niners, what is it, two straight losses here? Uh, how do you see this one? Offense is going to look a lot better for San Francisco. Um, it's going to be a better spot at home against the Bengals team that's really struggling at safety specifically. So I think it's going to be a great game for Kittle. If you're betting props, I would look at a lot of George Kittle overs this week. I think the matchup against the Bengals, who struggle to defend tight ends, sets up well for the Niners. Uh, I think on the other side, it's really tough to predict because we've seen the Niners change their identity defensively with Steve Wilkes. He's played a lot more cover one. He's blitzed a lot more. Bosa, he expressed his displeasurement with the defensive play calling at the podium in the press conference. So there's some stuff lingering there. If the Niners kind of play this softer coverage that they've shown at times with kind of lazy man coverage outside, Joe Burrow is going to be able to complete a ton of quick passes and move the football down the field. If they kind of get back to what they're known for with this rushing four, dropping seven, and really sort of making it tough post-snap reads, I think we're going to see Burrow struggle. I just don't have enough insight to be confident one way or the other. If you put me on the spot to look at something now, I, I would look at the Niners team total over. I think offensively they bounce back, but uh, not a lot of strong opinions on this one outside of Kittle having a really good game. Okay. Hey, hey, hey sometimes, sometimes, Adam, it's just a week of derivatives. You know, that's all know. right. Sometimes yeah. in the NFL, we just go with the derivatives and we let them things ride. I completely understand. Hey, appreciate the time Thank as you, always, brother. man. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate you, Adam. Absolutely. Enjoy week eight, guys. Yes, yes, sir. He is Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports. Always good stuff uh, with him. You know, yeah, I, I look at that one, and I'm, 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 really, I'm really intrigued by Cincinnati there. Uh, it's a dead number at five and a half, right? Like, games don't end on five. But, um, you know, you capture three, you capture four. It just does, though, feel like a, a rise to the occasion moment for San Francisco, doesn't it? Like, you're getting a, a, a premier quarterback back at home, you know, you've you've gotten embarrassed two weeks in a row. Like it just, it, it, it kind of has to be. It just feels. But I feel the same way for the Bengals. Right they're now. in a dis. They, yes, I, yeah, no question about it. Uh, they're coming off a of bye week. You know, they're healthier. Uh, Joe Burrow's probably you know going to be potentially the healthiest he's been all season long. Like I, you know, yeah, it's it's a stay away for me. I I I, I can hear I like both what you sides. said about you know the props with Kittles yeah. there. Maybe you just stay off the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, but did you know about Thomas Since Brown, man? Did you know what was going on with Thomas Brown in Carolina? Did you know that man, I had he no was idea. him? That, bro, they're 0-6. Yeah, Ain't they nobody are. paying attention. Right. 
They just you'd look at him, you say sorry. You'd look at the text, and he pretty much says that. I mean, he wasn't saying they're going to be some world beater the rest of the season. He just says they're going to get up for this one. No, but it's yeah, it's like it's it's, it's that's the NFL, isn't it? I mean, that's the perfect uh, you know uh, microcosm of the NFL, like a, a listless team. Well, that's what I'm looking for: signs. Yeah. To read. What? What? And what? He gave me he gave me a few more there, and that would be one. What with you, that with that change? So, so what you Texas, got in this week? My man D'Amico ain't he ain't we're not ready for Brown, are we? <laughs> Thomas Brown. Y'all got C.J. Stroud messed up. Revolution. If if Adam's right on this one again, I will call him the GOAT. (laughs) If he gets this one right. Because, again, nobody had 70-something points in Cleveland and Indianapolis with the way that looked beforehand. That's right. And nobody, I mean nobody, got Carolina getting up off the mat against the Houston uh, Texans team that would have four wins, be four and three. Yeah, their win total now is at eight and a half. Now remember, they could win by you know one or two, and and uh, the three gets home. By the way, like there is that possibility, right, in the NFL. Just so you know, it's but plus. He, but he had Panthers on. He said take a money line too, didn't he? I don't know if he said money. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he said he liked them to win. He did like them to win, but he's not. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know yeah, he yeah. didn't say. But my point is that he yes. said he likes them to well, win yeah, the game. If you, if you take a team that, plus three, if they get that, yes, you uh, obviously are mostly betting them to win the game. I mean, there could be a way where you push or you it falls within the three by a miracle. But yes, this the, should not be competitive. Is it, what I'm saying on the surface. Uh, a road game. For young rookie C.J. Stroud, bro, he has been unflappable. He's been great, but he, I mean, there are lulls. You know, there are. I'm just swings. saying. It, my point is, if he gets this one right, I will call him the goat. Uh, what, what's in for you this week? What you got week? this week? Man, I, a very little. Okay, you don't want to sh- reveal no, man, your picks. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I see you on that roller coaster. It scares me. It's hard, dude. I'm just saying, and I ain't talking about what you're what you're doing. I'm talking about just the emotional swing. Yeah. I mean, you coming here today? Mad at the Lakers. Mad. Because you had plus five and a half. Dumb bet. Right. Dumb bet. Want to talk all about that game? You want to talk about Mac Jones' safety? Dumb. And they go out and beat the Bills next week. Yeah. What sense does that make? It's in that frustration from yes. the night before, it, it you you take it into the next day until you get you a new fresh round. That's right. Of opportunities. That's right. That's a roller coaster. Bro. It is. It is. I win. got enough on my plate. I respect Just that. Just with CJ and his conduct. You know, you know everything else going on this month. That's right. You and me been yelling at each other. I respect that. I can't that. take it. I respect that. So I, I just don't get on the ride. If I'm gonna do something, Stay off be, the ride. Be a little two dollar SGP. Okay. I, I'll probably take the over on Kittle's reception based <laughs> on what I just heard. Since <laughs> he can't, since he can't defend the tight end. I, all I'm looking for is <laughs> an edge. Go. And there I think Adam, go. I think Adam gave me what I hey. need. On my little, my little hey, SGP. His, his props are great too, man. His like, props are. We yeah. don't talk much props with him. We need nah, to get more props out of him. Then. He, uh, if they're that good, I'll share this. I'll share this. He texts me. Uh, there's two times, Thursday night when the Raiders were playing the Packers. Uh, or was it Monday night? It was Monday night. The third, they were playing the Packers. Okay, and he texts me. He goes Matthew or My- Michael Mayer, whatever the tight end for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He says, look at his over ten and a half. It was ten and a half yards. Right. First play, dude goes for 12. First play, dude goes for 12 yards. And then on Sunday, what? how did he put it? I got to pull up how he put it. He's funny about it. He doesn't just say, all right, go ahead, go hammer the over. He says, keep an eye. This is 11:42. Keep an eye on Jerome Ford. Colts nose tackle out. First play, 70-yard. Doing over his first, in his first run. He had a 70-yard touchdown. So – does he slip you a couple before the games every week? Not always, but he'll eventually. Sometimes he'll say, "Hey, I like you know. I think this is something to check and out." And you go play props. I will play some props. Yep. I, I don't. It's not my favorite. And honestly. you don't. And you don't do parlays. 
No, no, I don't do parlays. Uh, but but props are just tough because you're like you're if the the guy's in, he's out, he's injured, he's not. It's like I just it's not my favorite. And then Jerome Ford got injured three plays after that, bro. So he had the seventy yard run. Yeah, he, he didn't do came, anything he else. Came through for you. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's the freaking you know that's the margin. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.